still trying to podcast. I may say that every week for a while. I really should go down to an every other week schedule, but there is no, well, there is just no way I want to give up. And I kind of feel like if I keep pushing, well, I want to keep pushing and it gives me something to hold on to past what little bit of work I have right now to do. And uh, I tell y'all what, there's nothing like halting grief like an emergency happening. And we have 15 degrees coming next week. I have zero idea of how to protect the well and something like that. I never did that work. And I'm researching, planning, and ugh, I tell y'all what, the jobs in front of me are nearly insurmountable by myself. They really are. Honestly, I would not have done this to my worst enemy. I would not have. I would have had more empathy. I'm going to do the best I can and hope all of my little saramas and my rabbits and my plants in the hothouse, I hope everybody makes it through, including me. <laughs> and the worst time to get abandoned is winter. The worst time. And the toxic positivity out there, y'all. Oh, my God. I don't want to hear it right now, you know. But things are moving along. I'm doing what I need to do, legally speaking. I'm going to therapy. Ugh. And possibly the thing that's helping me the very most is going out. Got a lot of friends who just do not want me to piddle around the house and watch too much sex in the city. And so um, I've been doing that. I did it last night. I'm going to do it again tonight just to be with people, just to, I don't know, find something to laugh at and have hope about. But yeah. And I think that what happened on November 6th was such a shock and a surprise that I wasn't prepared to defend myself. And so everything I've done is really just kind of, well, wallowing about, you know, just trying to get through a day. Y'all, I've lost 15 pounds. I've gotten so thin. Put on a pair of pants the other day and they fell right off. And I went, well, there is an upshot. <laughs> there is a silver lining. I'm going to look great in jeans, y'all. So... No, it's not always healthy. I'm just trying to, you know, be positive about it. But I wasn't protecting myself. I wasn't putting up wards. I, God, I was in so much shock, honestly. It's nearly unfathomable what has gone down here. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, and this is your very first podcast, I cannot help you go back a couple and uh, you'll figure it out. So I started that work, which is, I know, it's like the witches, duh. I should have done that right away. I just couldn't think. 
Um, the only thing I could do is feel. And now my head is starting to work in tiny little cogs. And the first thing that occurred to me was, what would I tell somebody else to do? Well, I wouldn't tell them to just get over it. And I wouldn't tell them it was okay. And I wouldn't tell them it's just move on, you know, forget about it. Because that's really not how I operate. I, I just, um, well, y'all, I feel a lot of things. <laughs> and that has gotten worse with age. So I wouldn't do any of that. I wouldn't advise any of that. What I would advise is to put up wards. And I mean, not just the magical kind, but definitely those two. And so I began to construct that today, and uh, that is helping me quite a lot. You know, first I took care of the muggle shit, you know, the cameras on the property and motion detector lights and, you know, baby traps and things like that. First, I took care of the safety of my home. And so that has been done. I feel a lot better at night going away and coming back. But then I started to work on the magical, and uh, that's working too. That's working too, just to protect myself from any more horrors that I have not earned and negative feelings and all of that. The worst has been my dreams, y'all. My dreams are where people can walk sometimes, and I have closed those down too now. And while that's like a bit of an art, one of the things I do that's kind of mundane but works for me is to repeat a protective phrase as I feel myself falling to sleep. And that's helping a lot. Well, let's let's talk a little bit more magically, y'all. You know, I noticed today that I was worrying over the plants and the trees and, of course, my livestock, knowing that 15 degrees could hurt them, we're not in the north, and I only have very southern breeds of everything, and I found myself worried about them, and the thought that kept hitting me over and over as we hit 50 today in the sun was, they have no idea what's coming. Everything about that broke my heart. Everything. They have no idea what's coming. You know, last year we had a phrase like this, and I don't know if y'all follow my Instagram. I haven't been over there since November, but last year this happened, and I took in all of my tiny bantams and my tiny ceramas and my rabbits, and I had help. And this year I don't have help, and I can't do it. But if you go look at that, what I didn't tell you was that I lost trees. I lost two trees that were only like a year or two old. And I lost uh, bushes. I lost rosemary. I, I don't know. I lost so many things because we're not accustomed to, well, a killing freeze, you know, and that's what it is, a killing freeze. And I'm out there looking at everything flowing in the sun and 50 degrees, and I think to myself, there's a killing freeze coming, and I'm the only one who knows. 
At least when it comes to these babies. I'm the only one who knows. I'm the only one that can protect them. I'm the only one that is going to fight for them. And um, I found myself on my knees crying in the yard. Because, um, sorry y'all, this is really hard, but I'm going to podcast through it. I am. I'm going to do it. Because one was coming for me and the one I trusted with my life knew about it. And in fact, had planned it and uh, didn't warn me, left me out there to see if I'd live or die. And I mean, I wouldn't do this to a plant. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd warn it. <laughs> you know, <sighs> it just seems so blasphemous to me to know that a killing freeze is coming and not prepare anything you love for that and I love the trees and I love the animals and I just couldn't do it to another living thing I could not do it sorry y'all my uh I'm watching over myself now in ways that I wasn't cared for and I deserve that you know killing freezes they don't always kill everything um, last year we had one. It was horrible. Oh, it was bad. The same year I brought all my chickens in the house. <laughs> and it wasn't as bad as this one is going to be, but it was bad. There was a little fig tree that I planted earlier that spring, and it had been about a year old. So I planted it in the spring, thought it was going to be okay. And it already gotten a three foot tall and then the next year the killing freeze came and took it out took it completely out and I felt horrible about that I I was uh, wrong that it could withstand that but then this year in the spring I went out there and I was clearing out a bunch of nonsense that was left in the woods I saw the craziest thing I saw the tree coming back to life from the root and that doesn't always happen. <laughs> it really doesn't. You have to have really strong roots to come back. And you're not the same tree when this happens. We've talked about trees before. But you're not the same tree. You have the same roots. But it's a brand new stock, baby. And um, I feel like when warmth and love are taken away and protection from the elements in the world, it can kill. It really can. Especially if it happens all at once and there was no preparation. And I want to be honest here. You know, I hate lying to y'all and I'm not going to do it. I don't know for sure that I'm going to survive this. And I know everybody wants me to. But I hope if this trauma kills most of me, I hope there is something that will come back out of it. I've assured myself that I would never, ever leave myself this vulnerable again. Not this vulnerable. And so I guess what I'm going to do is go out there and protect who I can. Hope for the best. Um, but I'm also trying to get through my own killing freeze. And uh, we'll see, won't we, dears? We sure will. Y'all know usually a killing freeze, which you should look up if you have plants, are all about the new growth. They don't usually hurt hardy growth, you know, hardy, sturdy growth. 
but anything that was new for the year or the past two. And um, it's all about climatology, y'all. That new growth, that usually dies. And often you can ward off half of that if you are prepared and if you take cover. If you don't know it's coming and uh, the farmer doesn't cover anything, it's usually a total loss. But that's not the whole story. (laughs) Sorry, my familiar decided to amen that. (laughs) Because as long as the roots are covered and they're covered in time, honey, you can survive a killing freeze. And that's what I'm doing right now. I see 14 and 16 and 17 degrees coming. I've covered my chickens. I do understand that there might be loss. I'm very sad about that, but I've done the best I can do. I've covered my plants. I have tried to save my water pump house. But at the end of the day, I have firewood. And if if what it takes is to just put myself and the souls I can gather around that firewood, when this killing freeze comes, I might can survive it. Or at least the best parts of me can And that's what it takes. That's what it takes, honey bunnies, is saving the roots. All right. Well, I hope y'all have your fire cider. I was going out once a week, but I'm not going to be able to do it this week. I'm going to have to tend a fire and make sure that everybody's okay and see what all I can keep alive this coming week. And wherever you are, I hope you're safe, warm, have running water and have some kind of fire you can keep inside of your chest right now. January is trying to kill a lot of us. (laughs) It really is. But, you know, it won't be January forever, will it? I think about the magic of fire and how critical it is in the winter, not just to keep us alive and keep us warm, but also To remind us the sun is coming back every day. It's not over yet. The fat lady has not completely sung. I'm always amazed at what lives through a killing freeze. It's always shocking to me. But I would say that anything diseased or damaged or rotten at its core is not going to make it. And right now, that sounds just and that sounds fair. So what am I doing this week? On the way out the door here, let me tell you, I'm making a potato chowder. Not just any kind. I'm making a roasted corn and potato chowder. It's yummy, and I need it right now. And usually what I would do is I'd boil my potatoes, and I'd make like a a mashed potato base of this, and that has always worked. But this year, I'm trying something new. This year, I'm going to use roasted potatoes and roasted corn and try to get all of that fire really imbued into my food. And yeah, that's what I'm doing. This is an incredibly difficult time and I'm still pushing. I'm still out here. And wherever you are, I hope you're keeping that fire going in you. We have to get through this thing, y'all. And once it's over... We have to have something left that can, well, grow again. I'm glad I had this talk with y'all because I was just trying to hang on and stay alive. And during this talk, I 
I started to remember my grandma's afghan, and it's put away. And I'm going to go get it and wrap myself in it all week long, every time they, the temps drop into something terrifying around here. And I'm going to remember that she survived worse than I have. I hope it's okay I'm being honest with y'all. I hope it's okay I'm telling you that I'm hanging on by a thread. I know it's not pretty, but if I can come back from this, it'll be ever so much more beautiful. Okay, y'all, I thought I was done, but I took a break to come back to this podcast and talk about the day after the first killing freeze, and we are expecting two more when uh, I think it's Friday and Saturday, and so this is the night after. Well, it's about to be anyway. Um, it was very difficult. It was really hard um, when you're by yourself and you're rushing around trying to make sure that five chicken coops don't freeze. You know, I can't say that I don't resent it. I resent it very, very much. But as we've discussed, you cannot make people do the right thing. And um, I've never found revenge to actually be as satisfying as it sounds. And so you kind of got to take it up the ass, kiddo. And so I covered my pipes myself and I sourced drop lots and I learned how to use a staple gun. And just because I could do all of that by myself with my hands freezing and my back really, really screwed doesn't mean I should have had to or that it's right that I did. But it does prove to me I can. And, um... I'm pretty proud of me getting through what I've gotten through so far. I'm not proud of the fact that I'm having trouble doing magic. I'm not proud of the fact that it feels like my witchcraft has been um, bled out a little bit onto the ground, the frozen ground at this point. But it is exactly where I am. I went out there today and all of my chickens' waterers were all frozen solid. Now this is with... I think two ply plastic wrapped around their coops and blankets on the roof and double the hay and even heat lights and it still froze solid. So I expected death out of these Saramas. They're Malaysian. I did expect that. And um, nope, they are fairly pissed off. (laughs) They're really pissed off. But nobody died and the sweet chickens out back. They didn't have any heat, and they made it. I think one's walking a little funny, but they made it. And in this episode, I was talking to y'all before the freeze about, you know, how it kills new growth, and it can kill other things, too. But with enough preparation, you can get through it. And so I only had one baby I brought in the house, and that is a sweet little angora boy rabbit he is terrified and he is still thumping at me but you know it's like I told him all but did you die (laughs) no so we were able to get through that and it gave me a little bit of hope that if I can get through that I can get through almost anything I am going to need help though with the destroyed wall and floor of the kitchen and the um free funder that my friend put up, I'm going to get more active about that because there's no way I can live in a home that doesn't have a wall. And I don't think, I don't foresee getting any help out of my soon-to-be ex 
that that did do all that demolition. I don't see any possible hope coming. Really don't know what I was expected to do in this situation either. But if anybody wants to help with that, I'm putting up a very brave front. I'm working very hard. But at the end of the day, there's no way I'm going to be able to repair my broken home, literally, um, without some kind of help. It's looking like it's going to be anywhere from like fifteen to $18,000. And short of a miracle, I am going to need help. So I'll put that back up and I'll link it to this podcast. And if there's any way you can help, that would be wonderful. Anyway, I wanted to share with y'all that when I was walking around today after it finally broke 32 degrees, I went over to my old oak and y'all know he's he's in trouble. I know he's not going to make it much longer. But I put my hand on him and I just kind of meditated for a while. And while I was standing there, I started to realize that one of the problems besides just not being prepared to have my whole life explode and not seeing it come in was, you know, you get to a place and if you were already expending an enormous amount of energy when something like that happens, you're not dormant like a tree. You're not. And I wasn't. I wasn't dormant for winter. I wasn't preparing for winter. I was still at a full tilt boogie run. And while I was standing there, I suddenly realized, and I don't know if it was the tree or the land spirits or my ancestors whispering in my ear, but I heard it, that I need to allow myself to be somewhat dormant right now. That doesn't mean that I don't need a lot of candles or do my shadow work or even podcast. It doesn't mean that. What it does mean is I don't have the emotional energy right now to do anything but save myself. That's all I've got. And uh, I don't know. That's something I wanted to talk to y'all about. Do you go dormant in your magic? Do you go dormant in your witchcraft during times of crisis or even other times? And if so, what kind of preparedness do you do to get there? And uh, I don't know, when do you know to come out? To me, it was a relief to understand that was what I needed to do and stop beating myself up so much. You know, I I suppose I needed to take a more active role in going dormant, so to speak. Magically, at least speaking, I needed to walk into it willingly instead of feeling like I had the air punched out of me and I'm just laying on the ground. And so that is what I'm doing. And And that's what I'm giving myself space and time to do without judging myself so harshly. And in the future, especially if I can pull out of this, I'm going to purposely craft those spaces to go dormant, even if it's only for, you know, a short time, to consciously and intentionally go to rest to prepare for that as well, to have thought out what that could mean and for how long and have the energy to do that. Anyway, it was just something that occurred to me. And uh, I don't know how many of y'all know, and I don't know whether or not I'm releasing this to everyone, but I don't know how many of y'all know that I wanted to start a podcast for children and I had these ideas and these stories written 
you know, stories for magical babies. And um, right now, since I'm having so much difficulty doing almost anything else, the one thing that is still really kicking up all kinds of sparks and, you know, hot coals is that idea. And the stories still are coming to me. The stories are still narrating in my head, even when I fall asleep. So I may spend some of my energy that I do have releasing those because I don't really think of it as anything else. And that's a good idea too. Anyhow, we've got two more days until the next hard freeze and it's looking like it's going to be bad again. Maybe not as bad, but at least I know now we can get through it. Worst case scenarios always help me. And I don't know if they help you too, but just to know I can survive a thing makes me braver about it. Um, I also, here's a trick for y'all. I also ran out to the hothouse before that hit. I'm sure I have mass death in there. Um, even though we have a heat lamp, I, I don't think it could withstand what we went through. But right before it hit, I brought in five little aloe and succulents and um, a Venus flytrap and an avocado tree. And they're all on my altar. I didn't even have time to properly <laughs> introduce them to my altar. They're just there by the window. And, you know, while I'm saving their lives, they're saving mine right back. And that tends to be the case when we try to save something. A lot of times it'll save us back just the act of doing it. And uh, y'all, they're bringing me a lot of joy right now. So that's something you might do if you have any winter blues. It, it's working for me. All right, well, I'm going to go and make a cobbler and think about the fact that it's okay to go dormant in my witchcraft and breathe because, well, y'all, like in labor, breathing really helps. Just riding it like a wild horse out in the middle of winter and letting it be what it is for now. That's going to help me quite a bit. That and tending my fire and... Recording my little stories for children. I still have something to give the world. And uh, I tell y'all what, being a grown-up sucks. And being a grown-up witch can suck too. Especially when I have to rest and I don't want to rest. I want to get out there and do things. I want to heal myself so much faster. And uh uh-uh, not going to happen, kiddos. I'm going to have to let this be what it is. And so I'm going to end the podcast with two different things. And the first thing is going to be tips on how to get through the real freeze outside. And here they are. If you have chickens and you're afraid to use an actual heater, and a lot of people have really good reason to not use one. um, I think what they call them are sweeter heaters, but they're really just little panels. And you can get them in the off season incredibly cheap. They're far safer than using a heat lamp, y'all. And they have a zero clearance, so you don't have to worry about, you know, something catching on fire from them. So try those and they're cute. Now, I don't know if there's any science to back this at all, but every time I put a little apple cider vinegar in my chicken's waters, it does two things. It tends not, well, I don't put very much in, so let's be careful, but it tends to not freeze as easily and it keeps the algae out. 
I'm just talking a couple of tablespoons. I'm not talking about going crazy here. You can kill them if you do that. Don't do that. Also, if you're going to do a heat lamp of some sort, if no one can talk you out of it, and I have to now admit no one can talk me out of it, (laughs) I get the risk. However, I have steel coops. The entire construction is steel. It doesn't mean that the hay can't, you know, light and let's just go ahead and poo-poo that idea. But it does mean that the risk is lower than a wooden coop. But the other way to go is to go get one of those Premier One. And I'll put a link up in my podcast. Premier One hanging lamps. And these have fire safe covers and the construction is just wonderful and really heavy duty cords. And uh, so far, so good with these. Also helps to keep the dust off of your lamp. And that's kind of critical. So try those out. Yes, they are money. They are an investment. But if you have chickens, if you have rabbits like I do, and what I do with my rabbit, y'all, is I put them on a shepherd's hook right outside of their little, oh, what the hell? It's called a hutch. (laughs) See, proof I don't do notes, y'all. And then I kind of make a tent over all of that with a lot of space to not touch that lamp. But yeah, that's that's the premier one. They are fabulous. What I did for my water pump house was I got a $15 halogen lamp, like the little work ones um, from the hardware store, and put it on concrete blocks and made sure there was nothing flammable anywhere near it. That worked. That somehow worked. There was no damage that I know of that we saw, and we were in the teens for nine hours. So, if you live down south, honey, and you get a freeze like this, we've got electrical lines in the air. We're not prepared for this. We we don't even, honey, we don't know what the hell just happened. So, here are some ideas. Also, it's a really good practice to have backup chicken waterers and fill them all the way to the top and throw them in your house overnight. Cannot tell you how that what that meant to me. I went out there earlier and just all of them frozen solid. And I don't mean just like the lip of it. I meant like it it was up in there. And I don't want to uncover all the work I've done knowing that only in, you know, a day or two, we're going to get right back to it. So I don't want to uncover all my faucets and things. So before this was heading my way, I did one for every one of them and put them in the house. So today it was a manner of taking the frozen ones out and putting the fresh ones in clear. That was fantastic, by the way. That felt so good. It felt like I was, I don't know, I'm going through so much trauma. I felt like I had done something really, really smart. And um, y'all know it just keeps on occurring to me over and over. If, if, we, if we were planning for things, if we were looking ahead, if we were watching for things, it might help when something really bad comes along. To get caught off guard is it's such a hot fucking mess. So I guess witches, duh, never get too damn comfortable. And for the soul, the only thing I've got going on right now is something creative, like I've already told you about the children's podcast, something creative. So you don't feel like you're losing your mind 
peach cobbler that it just brings summer, honey, it does, and fire of some kind, of any kind, any kind at all. Y'all know years ago when we would have like a, a late freeze in the spring and I had seedlings down in their little nursery house, and I'm not talking like a hard freeze, but you know, something like 38, 36, that's not even a freeze, that's a frost, but that would kill the seedlings. And uh, the building is way removed from the property and it's down there on gravel and it's polycarbonate and steel. So whether or not this is dangerous, we would go get hurricane candles, you know, the ones. And uh, if they fall over, they go out. And I just light one or two in there and put a tarp over the whole damn mess and it kept it from freezing. And sometimes that's okay. Be careful though with fire. Okay. I've got more Sultan in to do, but it has been a very long time. I reckon it's been since I got abandoned <laughs> on November 6th, 7th. God, I'm starting to forget the day. And that means I have forgotten or haven't been able to thank people. And so here are my shout outs. Shelly F. Don Langley. My best friend from grad school, Robin. Thank you, honey. That meant a lot to me. Christine S. Patty C. Ruth D. Andy M. Lena W. Jane D. Crystal Sands. I know I can say your name because you've been on my podcast. Hey, honey. Mandy S. Wendy M. Lisa D. Lisa C. And honey, I do not know how to pronounce this name. So here it is. C-E-I-T-I-D-H. Rowane. Brenda M. And Brianna P. And if there's anybody I've missed, please do write to me and let me know. It has been um, a very difficult couple of months. And I'm going to try to do the right thing and make sure everybody gets their shout out at least one time. And if you're in my Patreon, I will be releasing any of the children's episodes I was telling y'all about, and I know y'all remember the ones I've done before, but I will be releasing them over on Patreon as I get them done. And uh, don't know, don't know if I'm ever going to make it a big thing, but if I do, y'all are going to know. All right, back to healing, back to the farm, back to dormancy. I need enough energy to sustain myself. Winter's not over. Not for me literally and not for me magically. So, back to sleep I go. Love y'all like... Back to sleep I go. Love y'all like chicken. Blessed be. Y'all have been listening to the Southern Fried Witch Podcast. Come back around next week for a little bit more magic from the Deep South.